to where the big boys play welcome to 20 years of nitro worldwide edition our post nitro bonus show where we dive into the dirt sheets and check out the other channel as we round up the week in wrestling that was december 23rd through december 30 nope through december 29th 1996 i am your host tim root and with me is no one uh dave is gone this week uh, to give you the short version, you might notice it's been a few weeks since our last episode. Uh, we had scheduled a time where we were going to record this episode and then record our Starcade episode, Starcade 96. And then my whole family got sick with the flu. Uh, first my son, then my daughter, then me, then my wife. So that threw things off for a little bit uh, and just took a little while to get healthy and get scheduled. Uh, Dave, meanwhile, uh, he had given me... Uh, his USB microphone, or, or actually my USB microphone that I had lent him, so he didn't have a way of recording remotely. We didn't certainly want to bring him into my germ-filled household. So it kind of put uh, a little kink in things. We did actually get together on uh, a few days ago, I guess three days ago now, and we recorded our Starcade 96 episode, but uh, I still have a lingering cough. I'm feeling much better from the flu, but uh, I, I've got this cough. And so it just made sense for him to go home after Starcade, And then because we want to get you that episode, we don't want to find time where we have to schedule uh, to record this worldwide that I'm doing right now. It just seemed easier for me to do it myself. It'll be a lot shorter because we're not going to have the back and forth discussion. Uh, I don't know how listenable it will be because I've never solo hosted something before. But uh, it is just a chance for me to go through the ratings, to go through Raw uh, everything that was going on in wrestling, and we'll just get that to you, and we'll get underway here. Uh, of course, this is the companion episode to episode number 67 of Monday Nitro, which was on December 23rd, 1996. So uh, if you haven't listened to that episode yet, it's probably always better to do that before you listen to the Worldwide. But before we move on to everything else that happened that winter week, I do want to remind you that you can follow us on Twitter at 20 Years of Nitro. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash 20 years of nitro, and you can always email the show at 20 years of nitro at gmail.com. Now, the first thing I wanted to do this week was actually not dive right into the raw recap. That's normally normally where we start. Uh, I wanted to take a second for corrections and omissions to our episode 67, our coverage of nitro. So there were two small omissions, and they're really just things I found funny after I looked into it later. Uh, the first is that, uh, we talked about the Rey Mysterio post-match promo that he cut on Sting. He was cutting a promo about how Sting is actually a good guy, even though Sting had thrown him off his back earlier. And there was a moment where Ray asked for a replay of Sting throwing Ray off his back, but then they actually played the holding out for a hero promo video of Sting rather than the replay. And upon listening to it again, I noticed that Tony actually asked the truck to play the replay. Tony asks for what Ray is asking for, which you would think would be in the, the plan, the format for the show, that Ray's going to come out and demand this replay get played. Uh, but then you can hear Tony talk to the truck and says, we don't have it? And he's surprised and a little annoyed. Uh, so it seems like the promo video was just 
uh, something the truck thought they were going to run rather than the replay. So they had that queued up. The replay, nowhere to be found. Uh, there's not a ton of these on Nitro to this point yet in December 96, but I know through the years that we'll be covering the show, there's kind of a lot of those production gaffes and moments where Tony's talking to the back and he's confused because there's a miscommunication. Someone doesn't have uh, something that they're supposed to, something's not queued up. That's kind of a staple of WCW programming in, in the late 90s, so I thought it was funny to point that out. Secondly, uh, this is and this isn't even really that big of an omission, but it was funny. I was noticing when I was editing uh, the last episode that at the moment towards the end where security finally shows up to stop the NWO beatdown of Piper that Mike Tanay yells, security troops are here. Uh, <laughs> I've just I've not heard troops deployed in that particular context. So that was funny. Uh, anyway, those are those are just a couple things, and, and if there's stuff that comes up, sometimes in editing, I just find things about the previous episode I wish we talked about, or I hear me say something, and I'm like, well, I know that's wrong, but uh, there's really not a good place. I'm not going to jump in in editing and, and say, hey, this is Tim, and what I just said was wrong, but, but maybe during Worldwide, that's a good time to have a corrections and omissions section where we can make notes on the stuff we might have missed or, or just not quite got right in the previous episode. Anyway, with those out of the way, let's change the channel over to USA. It's time for our Raw Recap. Over on the December 23rd, 96 Raw, you've got Triple H defeating Mark Marrow, Rocky Maivea defeated Salvatore Sincere, Cybernetico and Piroth of AAA defeated the New Rockers, and in the main event, Bret Hart defeated uh, Razor Ramon. Of course, the fake Razor, Rick Bogner. Uh, got killed in the ratings, Raw did. In our ratings roundup, Raw came in with a 1.5 for its one-hour show, and Nitro had a 3.1 going uh, 2.9 the first hour, the head-to-head hour, and a 3.3 in its unopposed hour. Now that 1.5 for Raw, that is an all-time low and a staggering 34% drop from just the week prior. Nitro's first hour was up from last week, uh, so you can't say that it was just the holidays or football because Nitro was up and Raw was down. So, you know, things that were non-wrestling should affect both uh, programs equally. Now, Nitro had virtually twice the audience of Raw in their head-to-head hour. So, this particular week, just an ugly, ugly week if you were over on the uh, New York booking office side of this ratings war. Now, Dave's not here, so uh, looks like there's a little something I'm going to have to do myself, and that's light the torch. Raw lately, as we've noted, has been opening without uh, its theme song or music, you know, the little music video that they kick off the show with. Uh, I actually talked about that in our last episode, but that's kind of where I got it. That note from is that's right from the torch 
uh, Wade Keller reporting that that's a way of making sure that viewers try to get they're trying to get people invested in what's going on in Raw before they have the chance to check out what's on Nitro. So if your choices are an angle or Nitro's theme song, uh, maybe you're more likely to stick with the angle. However, like we just talked about the ratings roundup, it uh, doesn't seem like that's working so well. <laughs> that's an experiment that, uh, hey, you know what? You got to try different things. This particular thing, though, doesn't seem to be making a difference. Wade Keller also reported that in an added attraction to Starcade, Sting will be doing his first big interview in months. So Wade Keller believes that Sting is going to be doing a big promo at Starcade, and his expectation is that Sting will announce his loyalty to WCW and then form a team of wrestlers, perhaps including Randy Savage, who will attempt to organize and offset the NWO. Now, perhaps that was mentioned uh, in you know creative pitches at one point, but uh, having watched Starcade. I can certainly tell you that that, that is not what uh, we are going to see in our next episode we cover Nitro. So that, that's a swing and a miss for one Wade Keller. Uh, the Torch also reporting that Public Enemy is likely to renew their contracts with WCW and not return to ECW. So that one I'm less sure about. We'll just have to see how that, uh, how that takes shape. I know that Public Enemy, throughout the remainder of the Attitude Era, they do, I believe, at one point at least, return to ECW. They've got a very brief stint in uh the wwf and i think they returned to wcw after that so they're gonna they're gonna get well traveled by the time our podcast is done anyway that's all the unique news out of the torch which brings us to a little segment that we call observe this observe this brother All right, Dave has the top three matches, or what he has been told are the top three matches of the January 25th NWO sold-out pay-per-view that's going to be coming from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Uh, He's reporting that those will be Hall and Nash versus the Steiner Brothers, Six versus Eddie Guerrero in a ladder match, Uh, and we we talked in our... um, Oh, gosh, you're going to hear us talk in our Starcade episode about some hints that Six and Eddie Guerrero may begin feuding over the the U.S. title in the future. Uh, and the other th- third match that uh, Dave is reporting is Masahiro Chono from New Japan Pro Wrestling's new version of the their, their faction, their chapter of the NWO versus Chris Jericho. Now, we saw that match on Nitro. It was not any good, but maybe they've worked out the kinks. Maybe on pay-per-view it'll be better. Uh, He's also saying that the main event will be Hulk Hogan, Hollywood Hulk Hogan, that is, defending his WCW heavyweight title against either Lex Luger or the Giant, with Luger being more likely of the two at this point, since uh, Hogan allegedly, according to the Observer, does not want the Giant to turn babyface right now. We mentioned a few weeks ago that the Japanese uh, promotion FMW's champion, the Gladiator, who also sometimes goes by Mike Awesome, uh, is going uh, Dave reported recently that he was going to be going to ECW. Well, first he ended up getting a WWF tryout before some tapings recently. He lost to Aldo Montoya, so you've got you've got a champion uh, uh, over in Japan coming and doing the job to Aldo Montoya. Uh, but again, it's not taped. It's it's for a small live crowd, so no real big deal. And uh, some of you might remember former WCW referee Randy Eller, who was around for most of 1995. Uh, before getting fired, and I never quite found out if there was a, a, what the reason was behind that. But Eller is gone from WCW. He got a tryout with WWF. 
I don't think that ever goes anywhere. I, I don't remember Randy Eller ever being with uh, the Fed, but I guess we'll keep an eye on that. Honky Tonk Man announced on the December 23rd Raw that he was coming in as a manager and he's looking for the right charge. Now, the idea is for the Honky Tonk Man to manage and perhaps do an occasional match, uh, but more more playing the manager's role. So uh, if memory serves, this ends up being the storyline that ends up in Billy Gunn, uh, who has recently switched, uh, split off from Bart Gunn. We talked about that injury angle they did on Raw last week. Uh, that's going to wind up with him being the Rockabilly, where... <laughs> one of those not so successful gimmicks, but you know, uh, just one step that got the man to Mr. Ass. One of the, I think we can all agree, one of the greatest gimmicks of all time. So, you know, if it took being rockability to get to Mr. Ass, then wasn't it well worth it, folks? Now, the biggest story that's covered in both the Observer and the Torch this week is the current status of ECW's first pay per view. Over the last couple weeks, ECW has had two of the biggest three major pay-per-view companies publicly state that they will not air an ECW pay-per-view because of the company's extreme content. Viewers' Choice Vice President of Programming told The Torch that the company objected to the way ECW has used Tyler Fullington, the Sandman's uh, real-life very young, not very young, but young son in various angles, uh, they're specifically most concerned about an angle in which Tyler was in the ring with a wrestler. I think it was probably Raven, but it's not specified in this article, uh, who was holding a weapon and preparing to hit him. So it looked like a kid was about to get whacked by a kendo stick, basically. Uh, and the decision was made by viewers choice. So they they decided that without even knowing about the mass transit incident. Uh, but certainly that's not going to help matters, the whole mass transit thing. Now, last Thursday, the president of Request, which is another pay-per-view company, told Wade Keller over the phone that the date hadn't been finalized and some issues needed to be worked out. But then on Friday, he told Keller that they had decided not to carry the show because of the mass transit incident uh, and another incident where I guess a fan was accidentally set on fire. Uh, I don't know the full story of that, but apparently that happened. Uh, now, this is kind of funny because two weeks earlier, Paul Heyman told Wade Keller that Request TV already knew about mass transit. Wade Keller had asked Heyman, hey, do these pay-per-view companies know about the mass transit thing? And Paul Heyman said, oh, absolutely. We've been up front with them. I've told them. So Wade Keller, being a reporter, he calls uh, Request TV, the pay-per-view company, to confirm. Yeah, so I, you know, I'm just checking on the status of the pay-per-view. Paul told told me that uh, he told you guys about the mass transit incident in, in Revere, Massachusetts, and Request TV had no idea what he was talking about. They'd never heard it. So Wade Keller, uh, unintentionally, he's just doing his job as a reporter. He actually ends up getting some shit uh, from Heyman and from some wrestlers who think he's like a snitch or whatever. He's just doing the job of a reporter. He's checking the facts that he was told rather than just print what Paul Heyman said unchallenged. Uh, you know, that's re that's reporting 101, uh, but he ends up eating some shit because it's basically through his actions, although not his responsibility, I would say, that Request TV ends up finding about mass transit and uh, canceling their involvement with the ECW pay-per-view. So with those companies out of the picture, ECW's show will be unavailable in 70% of pay-per-view capable homes which is going to, I mean, at that point, if 70% of people who can order pay-per-view can't even order your show, there's no way for ECW to make doing a pay-per-view financially viable. 
uh, they would need to do a 0.5 buy rate just to break even, which would be pretty much impossible with the amount of customers that could even purchase the show. Now, Dave Meltzer talked to Paul Heyman on December 23rd, uh, and Heyman said, look, there's no chance that Viewer's Choice is going to carry our first pay-per-view, but I think I can show them that we can change and they'll carry our second pay-per-view when they when they see that we're not as bad as we're being made out and they see that we're reliable. Uh, and he, Heyman also still believes that he can get Request TV to change their mind and carry the first show, uh, which uh, I'll give you a little spoiler alert. He's actually successful in that. It seems like a, a ridiculous claim after you read that he blindsided them with this mass transit thing. They were already unhappy with some other stuff, uh, but he manages it. Somehow he convinces them to carry it, and, and ECW's first pay-per-view will indeed happen in a few months, and, and maybe we'll cover it. I don't know. I, that That's kind of well-worn ground. I feel like there's a lot of bigger, more successful podcasts that have already talked about ECW's first pay-per-view. Um, but it's always as fun for Dave and I to watch something that's happening at the same time as our timeline, but isn't WCW just to kind of compare. So maybe if not that, maybe we'll watch some of the hardcore TVs or some of the other shows that took place around that time. I don't know. You'll find out. You'll find out when we figure it out. Uh, the only thing that's left. Well, we got two things. First is our Saturday night results. Uh, the Saturday night that aired this week, which would be uh, December 29th. That's actually, or excuse me, December 28th. That's actually a recap show. There's nothing on it other than Dusty and Tony kind of going through 1996 and, and showing clips and stuff. I haven't actually watched it. We talked at the end of our last episode about trying to watch it, um, but obviously we couldn't even get together to record this during that time because I was sick and everything. So uh, I don't think Dave ever found it. I never tried to locate it either. So uh, I did recently. This is exciting for the next year's worth of Worldwide's. I, I actually went and I found somebody uh, who sold me the broadcast television versions of Nitro and Saturday Night for 1997. So for 1997, I'll be able to see every Saturday night and I'll be watching Nitro with the, you know, the original crowd reactions uh, the way that the original music, I'll be able to hear Jericho's music and DDP's music and uh, the way that it was intended and, and just hearing the way that the crowd is actually reacting to those guys rather than the muted reactions we sometimes hear with the dubbed music. That's going to be great. Now, what excites us this week in wrestling? Uh, so I didn't watch the Royal Rumble live. Dave did. Um, it's really saying something that. I didn't even watch the Royal Rumble. I, I one of the first that I've missed uh, ever since I got back into wrestling back in 2009. Um, that's I'm just going to be honest with you. My enthusiasm for wrestling current day is as low as it's been at any point other than those points where I've just completely not been a fan because uh, those times have certainly happened in my life. But right now I, I am still a fan of wrestling. I'm into wrestling. I'm into the idea of wrestling, but I just the the current Stuff with WWE doesn't interest me. Uh, and we talk about AEW sometimes on the show, but I, you know, Wednesdays, I'm not usually home. Um, so I kind of watch some of their special stuff, but I, I'm not like a weekly viewer of them either. I'm not watching NXT. So, yeah, I skip the Rumble entirely. But I, I realize I'm supposed to be telling you what I'm excited about, not what I'm bitching about. Uh, Dave did. He watched the Rumble and he loved it. And so then I, I turned it on and I watched a little bit of the opening kind of um, act of it where Brock was throwing guys out one by one. And I thought that was great. I understand why some people don't like it. You, you don't want to bury the 
roster at Brock's expense. Um, I thought most of the guys he threw out, it wasn't that big a deal. They're going to be fine, or they were so low on the card, it, it doesn't matter. I, maybe John Morrison is the one guy where it's like, maybe send out Zach Ryder for that spot instead of a John Morrison, but whatever. Uh, and then the thing that I want to talk about that I'm excited about, I love that Drew McIntyre won the match. Uh, for years, I've been wanting someone who is going to win the Royal Rumble, uh, who is a genuine surprise, and who gets a like a legitimate push at the top. Now, like whenever it used to be kind of a surprise, that person would usually be a surprise, but they would be on SmackDown. It wouldn't be treated as a big deal. Um, and I realize, I guess now maybe it's inverted. Maybe SmackDown is the A show, and so it's it's actually being the raw the raw winner that's less exciting. I don't know, but just the fact that uh, you know, I don't think you can say that because he's going against Brock, and that's that's kind of positioned as the number one thing in the company. So the fact that Drew McIntyre, who's never had a championship match, who you know left the company because he he didn't fulfill you know what many saw as his early promises the chosen one uh, which was a gimmick that i really enjoyed i loved the chosen one drew mcintyre uh then he did the three-man band stuff which a lot of people got a kick out of i wasn't one of them um and then he left and i i actually saw him at one of his pwg shows during that period where he uh was working the indies and he was great and you wouldn't have pegged him necessarily uh, or i wouldn't have and i would have been wrong you i wouldn't have pegged him as someone who took wrestling that seriously. He he seemed like maybe one of these, you know, big, good-looking guys that WWE recruits, and then when their WWE career is done, they're just done with wrestling entirely. But this guy went out and just made himself more in demand than he ever had before until they brought him back. Uh, I don't know that I think thought they've used him extremely well over the, you know, few years that they've had him back, but... Uh, I think Paul Heyman maybe sees what in him what what other people do that maybe Vince hasn't always seen or or maybe not Vince I I'm not working for the company I don't know who it all is but it certainly seems like he has a fan in Paul Heyman someone who's going to advocate for him and and try to get him over in a big way and that's just really exciting because I think Drew McIntyre is great so what excites me this week it is Royal Rumble winner Drew McIntyre and the possibility uh, or the inevitability I guess we could say of him main eventing. Uh, or being in a high-profile match, I guess. Who knows exactly what the main event will be uh, at WrestleMania. Uh, certainly, I, I I won't go into it because uh, I should probably be signing off here, but uh, Edge coming back too. Maybe not as viscerally exciting because that had been spoiled a few months ago, but it is just so nice to see that his, his body was in a place where he was able to get cleared. I hope it's not for an extended period of time. <clears throat> Just because he's he's older and he has a daughter and I don't want him doing anything that's putting him at uh, risk of, of re-aggravating what's a very serious injury and condition. Uh, but if he comes back for a short run that just allows, maybe after Mania he retires again, but this time he got to do it by choice. You know, maybe the program with Orton is really all he's back for. I'd be fine with that. Um, but it's just nice to see that uh, a guy who meant a lot to his fans and, and just... Seems like one of the good guys in wrestling, one of the true good people who who just seems genuine and likable and seems like a great dad. Uh, I'm just so happy for him that he's able to, to be healthy enough to do what he loves again. That's fantastic. So two great things to be excited about this week. Uh, anyway, as I mentioned uh, at the beginning, we've recorded Starcade already. I have not even begun to edit it. Uh, and, you know, these things are always a beast to edit. So that's going to take me a couple days. Um, this episode that I'm recording here on 
what is it today? Thursday afternoon. I can have this out tonight because uh, there's there's not much to cut out of these worldwides. It's you know I'm not stumbling over uh, my <laughs> the things that I wanted to say. So you'll hear this probably Thursday evening tonight, January thirtieth, uh, and then maybe five, four or five days later. And the weekend's coming up. It's going to give me some time, but uh, pretty soon I'll have out Starcade nineteen ninety six. Uh, and then our next Nitro episode, I'm really excited. We've got a good guest lined up for that one. I don't want to spoil it in case uh, in case something with the booking doesn't work out and he can't do it. But uh, uh, on paper, we've got a great guest lined up. And I've been looking to kind of reach out and, and get more guests. Um, I hope you guys have enjoyed that when we've had people on. We've had just great people. Rob Page, Boris War, uh, Drucifer, Joey Gecko. Um, so always looking for new people who want to come out and, and talk about a Nitro who who might have something they want to plug or, or just people that I enjoy and I want to hear more from them. So, uh, anyway, I'm kind of rambling at this point, uh, which I tend to do. So I will sign off and we will see you right here next time where the big boys play 20 years of nitro. Nitro.